Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The bloodline did some stuff. Also, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns are seemingly on their path for a singles match, but I have no idea when that match could possibly happen. We will discuss as we get into our final review of WWE SmackDown. The House of the Black Mask has had a good run. But going forward, if you haven't heard, the SmackDown podcast is going to be merged with the Collision podcast on Monday, and that is going to be how the new look WrestleTalk podcast is going to operate for the foreseeable future. So we're going to have a good time because I am your host, Tempest, of the SmackDown podcast here on the WrestleTalk podcast channel, and I'm joined by the lovely and wonderful Sat E. Niangi. Sat, what's causing all this? Everything. Wait, so the uh, SmackDown from next week uh, and the collision is going to happen on Monday. Who who the host for that? I've been decided. Is it, is it going to be like you're going to be the SmackDown side and it's going to be either Luke or Dan trying to straw? So you, you know, it's going to be like a, a super show of, you know, collision, a colliding it, of worlds. It, worlds has, collide. it has been discussed. Interesting. What's causing all this? I don't know. Many different things. You know, Pete Dunn's back. Hell yeah. Arr! Roman Reigns came back again. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell. There's no reaction there. <laughs> Roman Reigns came back again. Um, yeah, SmackDown. Because uh, I was reading somewhere how um, the build for Royal Rumble has been very raw heavy. Mm-hmm. And that the only person from the SmackDown side that shown any sort of interest in being a Royal Rumble was Bobby Lashley when he said, I'm going to be in a Rumble. So, yeah, SmackDown has been lacking in terms of the uh, Royal Rumble build. But, of course, we're going to get more into that. But until we do it, for the last time... <laughs> I can't believe the house of the Black Mask getting evacuated. How are we getting evacuated? How did, th- how did they tell us to move out of our own house? This is, this is our house. But, yes... This is our house and the house always wins. So make sure, of course, that you like this video, subscribe and enable notifications so you never miss a podcast just like this one. But we are going to get into our SmackDown review here because the focus of this show was the Royal Rumble four way between Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And AJ Styles. And this was Mm -hmm. very by the numbers this week. We opened with the bloodline arriving and Jimmy Uso being like, hey, what up, Uso? And Roman just stone facing him. And he goes, all right. Then Roman goes, he's going to he's going to fix things. And Solo says, "Ah, I'm going to I'm going to fix things. And things are not going well for for the bloodline. I'm going to fix it. He's got to give him a a, a, he's got like a he's so spoken. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. He's going to fix it. He's a handyman. He's going to fix it. He's a handyman. <laughs> fix it, Felix. So we open with the contract signing then. 
The actual first proper segment of the show is the contract signing where we have Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, and A.J. Styles all come down to the ring, all sign the contract. Then instead of Roman Reigns coming out, you have Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman makes his way to the ring, says that Nick Aldis has been doing a horrible job, saying that he demands a one-on-one match for Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. This is not going to be how it goes. Nick Aldis tells Paul Heyman that if Roman doesn't sign the contract, then the championship will be vacated. So, sure enough, by the end of the show, he had signed the contract. But in the time being, he gets cut off by L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight's the first one of the opponents to stick up and say that he should be the one to get the one-on-one match with Roman Reigns because he was cheated out of his match at Crown Jewel thanks to Jimmy Uso. And that's pretty, pretty much it. And AJ Styles then cuts him off, and their animosity starts to spark up again. They start going back and forth. AJ Styles says that the bloodline tried to end his career, and then LA Knight walked over his dead body in order to get his shot, which pretty much is exactly what happened, truthfully, because you go all the way back to when John Cena and AJ Styles were going to be teaming up to face the bloodline, and AJ Styles comes out of that equation, and LA Knight pops himself in, so... You know, maybe AJ has a reason to be upset here. Maybe not. It's up to you to determine. But I would determine after you finish talking. Like this is yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Continue. <laughs> it's making make you think some type of way about Mr. Mr. Styles' mm-hmm. logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says that LA Knight walked over his dead body to get his title shot, and he lost. He should be at the back of the line. So. LA Knight, Randy Orton's just dead, stood off to the the side here. He's not saying anything yet. And L.A. Knight and A.J. Styles are bickering at each other. And L.A. Knight says he's going to do it again. He's going to step over A.J. Styles' dead body at the Royal Rumble and become the WWE champion with everybody saying L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And they get into a fight afterwards as they brush past each other. A.J. hits L.A. Knight, sends him to the outside. He lands on his feet. They brawl and they fight all the way to the back. Meanwhile, Paul Heyman has stood on the apron and Randy Orton walks up to him and just lackadaisically kind of wraps Paul Heyman's tie around his fist and says that tonight he's going to beat Solo and he's going to hit Roman Reigns with the three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment, RKO. And that was your opening segment. There was a fight and no one went through a goddamn table in this contract signing segment. That's good. So... I mean, it makes it not like every single other one, but in like a less exciting kind of way, I suppose. Dude, you had a bingo card and you and you had your cup of tea and your bingo card. You're like, ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, no, table, table. Yeah, I lost out on bingo because they didn't go through the table here. <laughs> so all that aside, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot to sink your teeth into with this opening segment here. Like, I'm not terribly invested in the AJ Styles LA Knight beef. It's that they've got going on at the moment. It's just kind of like, yeah, all right. It's a couple of guys that are challenging for the title and they're having a little mini feud in the middle of it. Mm. And that's cool. But it's as we've said for the last few months that these the, all these bloodline segments and the different character motivations or whatever, they all only seem to really work when Roman Reigns is around. Bingo. And we're here building up to the Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns is quote-unquote on this show, but he does two backstage segments where he says nothing and then just does a quick little beat-em-up angle at the end of the show. He's not involved in this, doesn't do a promo, doesn't do nothing. I am beyond out of patience for this. I realize, yeah, he didn't, he's yet to address the fact he's in the Fatal 4. This is the first time we see him since it's been announced. He hasn't addressed it. Why? There's so little urgency on SmackDown right now. But what did you think of all of this? Like this segment. We'll get to what happens later in the show. Uh, But this contract signing just mm -hmm. didn't do anything for me. I I like the change of pace. I like the fact that when Nick Otis in, uh, introduced each wrestler, it was to come in, sign in, come in and sign in. I was like, why not do that for? I was like, wait, that that's a thing. 
Why no arrestors come out signing his leaving yeah. like, You know them ones. Why I have to sit down and do the whole pageantry of them having a promo of them signing it or them fighting. For me, it's refreshing to see wrestlers come in and sign it. That's why I was like, a wrestler not going through the table. Hey, it, it, it changes things up. Because I feel like sometimes we're like, I know this genre very well. He's going to put someone through a table. Watch this, Penelope. And then Penelope's date that this guy's on. I was making up people. And then Penelope goes, no one went for the table. I know, they did it to embarrass me because I know so much. So yeah, uh, I enjoyed that portion when no one went through the table because it's a change of pace. Um, AJ Styles blaming LA Knight uh, for taking advantage of an opportunity is a bit jarring because it's kind of like, what genre is this? This is wrestling, right? It's competitive. You weren't there. Cena needed a partner. LA Knight was there and he took the opportunity. So for me... I can kind of understand that AJ was bitter, you know, nursing his wounds and seeing this guy taking his opportunity, taking his title shot in Saudi Arabia. Get it. But at the same time, get over it. I get it, but get over it. His beef should be with the people that put him there, but he doesn't seem to be as angry as he is with LA Knight. It's kind of like LA Knight, like, pissed on his, like, um, bed sheets in the hospital or something like that. Like, LA Knight did something wrong. No, LA Knight just did what any guy would have done. If it wasn't LA Knight, it would have been someone else. Yeah, you know? any guy would go into a hospital and piss on the bed sheets. <laughs> exactly. But also, <laughs> uh, LA Knight's story in terms of him uh, laying stakes and claim for Roman's title is like a condensed version of, of Cody's story. Because Cody, the same thing happened to him. He had a title shot, Solo screwed him out, and uh, you know. But the difference is he got his rematch quicker than Roman than Cody has. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I understand. It's, it's almost it's weird. LA Knight's new to the story. Of all the people that um uh, that Roman's been feuding with, LA Knight is, is like a Johnny come lately. But I love how he's trying to stake his claim like. I'm the one trying to get my rematch. These guys coming along. I was like, mm, Randy, out of everyone, probably has the most gripe with mm-hmm. Roman because in kayfabe, uh, the bloodline took him out of the equation for quite a while. So you want to see that match. But like people are suspecting that Randy probably is not 100% ready yet to do a one-on-one match. So they want to ease him back in. That's what all this is about. It's the camouflage, the fact that he still needs, maybe because WrestleMania's coming up, right? You don't want to, injure someone but yeah in terms of the segment it's paid by numbers uh, you had Paul Heyman come out cut promo on behalf of, of, of Roman Reigns you did like nail put the nail on the head of the fact that we haven't seen Roman react yes Roman said Roman's reaction is sending out Solo and Jimmy to do his bidding but we haven't seen him address each of his opponent him saying how he's going to keep the title in that, yeah we haven't seen any of that heck we should have saw a backstage promo between him and Otis about it anywhere of him seeing his character motivations which we're not really seeing nowadays he's like an avatar Avatar. He yeah. pops up, goes away, pops up, goes away, pops up, goes away. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying for the last year the problems that the Bloodline story has been facing in that we fell in love with this story with the Sami Zayn thing. And I mean, Sami Zayn plays a very large part in that, being mm. the amazing performer that he is. But also, that was the time in which we got to see Roman Reigns, the character, perform. Mm -hmm. We got to see things like the trial of Sami Zayn or the great promo between Sami and Jey Uso with Roman stood in front of him, the I don't give a damn what the tribal chief said thing. Mm -hmm. You're getting to see the situation develop and how the main character is affected by it throughout that entire story. And we haven't seen diddly dick of that for the last year because this guy's never on TV. And, and now when he is on TV, we still don't get it. And you guys want The Rock versus Roman. Hot Rock, diggity dog. No, nah, but listen, this is why I'm... Again, we're not talking about Rock and Roman because Rock wasn't on the show. But yeah. this is why I want him to lose the title. Because had he lost the title, the, you know, infrequent appearances wouldn't hurt that much. Because he's meant to be the center of the SmackDown universe. And SmackDown suffers as a result of him not being around. And SmackDown has been suffering because... It seems like they're not really trying. Even with the fuse they do have, we're going to talk about the opening six-man tag match. Mm-hmm. There's an issue across the board on SmackDown where is everyone lacks urgency. It's acting like it's December, but it's not. It's January. The Royal Rumble's around the corner. What are the matches as well? Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that That's exactly what I was going to get into, though, yeah. because you had said very rightly that all of the hype for the Royal Rumble is happening over on Raw because you've got guys like Cody, like Punk, like McIntyre, mm. whose stories are intrinsically linked 
to the Royal Rumble and mm -hmm. winning that match. That match feels like it has stakes and has real consequences for the story of the main characters on Raw. Mm -hmm. The Royal Rumble, when it comes to SmackDown, means nothing. There's like no one on this show that cares about winning. And it's because your three top contenders on SmackDown are all in the title match. That's the answer. Maybe you'll have those guys face Roman, lose, go into the Rumble afterwards. We see that. I don't really care one way or the other if you do the thing where the cha the challenger then faces, you know, goes in the Rumble, whatever. Some people don't like that. I don't care too much about that, but... In the meantime, it means that none of these guys are really hyping up the Royal Rumble, you know? Mm. They're getting hyped for their little match, which, again, is difficult to get into because we know Roman's not losing this match. No. It feels so low stakes, so low urgency, because we're just spinning our tires. We all know, last year, we knew Kevin Owens wasn't winning that match, but we wanted to see it because how was it going to happen? And it ended up being great. There's been absolutely none of that for Roman Reigns since SummerSlam, and even that went badly. This title reign, <laughs> this, yeah, sucks. I'm sorry. This man is such a fraud. Roman Reigns, like, word. listen. <laughs> If this is my last SmackDown podcast, oh, he's laid it out. I'm, I'm, I gotta lay this out because we've been going back and forth, on and on, trying to give benefit of the doubt for some things, saying, "Oh, we'll see how this goes." I'm not a big fan of it. This, that, and the other thing. Roman Reigns beating Cody is one of the worst booking decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. I agree. There has not been one single thing that the company has benefited from having Roman remain as champion from a narrative perspective. If you could say that it's driven revenue because whatever, I still think they would have done the same numbers if he wasn't the champion. Agreed. SmackDown for the last almost year since WrestleMania has been exponentially worse because Roman Reigns retained that title. Nothing that's happened over the last year has required him to be the champion. None of the stakes for this match against The Rock needs the championship on the line at WrestleMania. Nope. And everyone else on SmackDown has suffered from there not being a top prize to fight for Agreed. on this show. Agreed. All for the sake of padding stats that are fake. This fake title reign in a fake sport. You can do whatever you want, but they decided that having a big 1,000 on this man's resume meant that you just sacrifice a year of television. And you know what? I am tired of giving them the benefit of the doubt from that. There are so many things about WWE now that are so much better than when this reign started. The Triple H regime on the whole has been a vast improvement over the Vince McMahon regime. I'm not trying to negate any of that. But my God, when Triple H swings and misses, you hear it. And this is one of the biggest misses of a creative decision that I personally have ever seen as a wrestling fan. You can go back and forth about whatever other booking thing happens here, there, wherever, and you can say, ah, how much did that one matter? How much did mm. the consequences of this thing matter? That one matter. You've got a whole year of television that has suffered because of this. I agree. And as someone who has been reviewing SmackDown for almost three years, nearly this entire Roman Reigns title reign, I have had one universal champion. One during my entire time reviewing SmackDown. And I've been on this show for almost three years. That is crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. If these matches were really exciting, yeah. that would be one thing. But we're not even getting the really good Roman Reigns title defenses anymore. Yeah, he's, he's, he's phoning it in now. He's phoned it in. We're just waiting for WrestleMania. It's ridiculous. And I really went on a rant here because we still haven't even gotten to like the main event portion of this. We're, no. still, on, we're still on the opening here. No, no, no. Listen. 
But let God it out, damn brother. It. Let it out, brother. God Confess. damn it. I'm over it. I'm so over it. When we then find out the Roman's not going to Elimination Chamber, and he's not going to wrestle again until WrestleMania, he'll have had something like five matches between WrestleManias as champion. This is so much more offensive than anything Brock Lesnar ever did as champion. This is the most fraudulent championship reign I've ever seen in wrestling. Woo! The F word. Christ on a bike. What was the purpose of this? Accolades. God damn, was getting all these names written out of the history books that important to y'all? Oh, was man. it actually, was it that important that I've had to sit here and pull my hair out underneath this mask for the last year being like, why didn't Cody win? Same. Oh, well, it's going to be because uh, the Jey mm. Uso match. Cody Rhodes isn't the, main, isn't the main character of this. Jey Uso isn't the main character either. Sami Zayn's not the main character either. Apparently, Cody Rhodes isn't the main character either. Again. <laughs> All of this just leading to the Rock match that we should have gotten like two years ago. He wasn't in shape or he wasn't able to take time off of whatever movie or whatever the case was that he couldn't do the match then. We had to kick that can down the road and we had to kick it down the road a whole other year when we could have done it in Hollywood just for the sake of what? I don't know. No, but thank you. It needed to be said because you've echoed what I've been feeling. About why This is the main reason why I don't want Rock versus Roman because it would require us sitting through another Roman reign. <laughs> So I want it to be Cody versus Rock. Um, Cody versus Rock, maybe. That's I want a heck of a match right yeah. there. I want Cody versus Roman, and if it is Cody, uh, if it is Rock versus Roman, night one. I don't care if I'm crazy. I don't care if it's an opening match. I don't care. It's just that I want it over and done with. I want Cody to finish the story, and I also want the last reminder of COVID to die. That's Roman Reigns' <laughs> title reign. He started in COVID times, and like you said, we've all grown, we've all changed as people. But you know the one concept we have: Roman Reigns is still champion. But what, it's not even Roman's fault. Is he, the guy wants to go away, but like, hey, pal, we're gonna keep the title on you. So it's not Joe jo Ananawi's fault. We're not blaming him. It's just that the booking of him has been terrible post WrestleMania. Like you said before then, we knew who he was, his motivations, feelings. We don't even see that anymore. He has yeah. two second cameos and then he spends time in catering. So I understand why you're offended because you, you have to review it. So yes. It's a thing. Like when this whole thing started and Roman Reigns was finally a heel and everybody was super excited about it. Mm. Those with, with, you know, some understanding of what WWE likes to do, looked at this and said, okay, this is how they're finally going to get Roman Reigns over as a babyface, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. he's this heel, finally he's cool, he's got new music, he's got new moves, he's got a different attitude, and he's starting to, he's got the acknowledge me, he's got a call and response, he was getting all the things that you need to be a top babyface, the top babyface they always wanted him to be. Where's all that gone? If you had done that like a year ago, Cut that title reign off at the perfect time. Mm. Do the bloodline disintegration. Have him face Jey Uso at SummerSlam. Have him lose to Jey Uso at SummerSlam, maybe. And then have him spiral, have to be brought back up by the family that still loves him. All of a sudden, you have an amazing, full-circle, hero's journey, babyface story that would have left us with the babyface Roman Reigns that WWE always wanted him to be. But tell me, who in that goddamn crowd is going to be cheering for Roman Reigns? reigns after sitting through this one note monotonous title reign we've lost the plot of all of this i don't understand the decision making anymore i am completely at my wits end with this title reign completely at my end save us save us give us a new title reign but yes <sighs> please comments below let us know how you feel if you feel the same way give us a thumbs up <laughs> If you feel the same way, lay your diatribe in the comment section. We want to know how you feel. Do you feel the way we feel? Are you tired? Have you had enough? I had enough. I've had enough. Well, I had enough. Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Thank you very much for taking the lead on that segue sat, because we will get into the rest of our SmackDown review here. Because the title of this podcast mm -hmm. and everything kind of leads into the point that we've already been making. Because... Very clearly, the main focus 
of not just SmackDown, but of this title match is Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Yes. I imagine we would have gotten this match back in 2022 had Roman or had Randy not gotten hurt. You know, we ended up getting the riddle match and it was very good, but that seemed like the direction that we were headed after WrestleMania 38 and we never got it. And now we're kind of waiting for that big singles match, right? Because we get in, we'll get into it. Like the rest of the show ends up going. Nick Aldis is backstage. AJ Styles says he wants LA Knight. That ends up being more or less the segue main event spot. It's like the semi-main that turns into a main. Mm. So that happens. We also see Roman backstage, and he's going back and forth with, with Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso again, and it's more of the same. We then jump all the way to the end of SmackDown because we had LA Knight and AJ Styles having a match. Wasn't that long of a match. It was mostly kind of a brawl, lots of punches, lots of like headlocks, just kind of like tussling with each other. Very shortly into the match, they get whipped into the barricade, at which point Solo Sokoa hits the spike. It's like a double DQ, no contest, whatever. He takes out those two challengers, gets in the ring, says, Randy Orton, I want you, main event time right now. Randy Orton comes out. They have the most by-the-numbers match. Randy dumps him on the announce table, hits the draping DDT. Jimmy Uso comes back out. LA Knight and AJ Styles fight with Jimmy Uso. They get rid of him. Solo Sokoa tries to hit the spike, but Orton hits the RKO, and that's it. LA Knight and AJ Styles come back out, and the three of them kind of talk in the ring. LA Knight hits AJ Styles. They all eat RKOs. Roman Reigns comes out, hits the Superman punch, signs the contract, goes, does the ooh tries to hit the spear, gets hit with the RKO. That's the end of the show. There's nothing to, to make note of in either of those matches. They're just fine, whatever. But mm -hmm. all of this really makes it seem like they want to build to a Roman Reigns-Randy Orton singles match. Does it not? I guess... Uh, the main, I guess, because this is Fatal 4-Way, they've kind of given everyone their dance partner to mm -hmm. go into it. So Ellen Knight and AJ Styles, they have each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, they have each other. Instead of it being three guys gunning for Roman, is four guys that have their own gripes with yeah. each other. So in a kayfabe sense, you're totally right. That's, that's how everything, the lay of the land seems to be. Mm. The reports and everything were that this was probably going to be Orton and, and Randy, but they don't want to beat Randy so soon after. So, yeah. you know, LA Knight will eat the pin in this match and we'll all go on our way to WrestleMania and everyone else will find something else to do. Mm. But it feels like the sort of thing that they are doing this now to do that later. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is you know? What, what is later for you? You're saying, what is it? What is and it later? I don't know if I am just the 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 the, the partner that, that can't walk away from this. But when are we going to do that? Because if, if Roman was at Elimination Chamber, there's your Elimination yeah. Chamber match right there. And that makes total sense. It feels like this is your stopgap feud before WrestleMania. Give Orton a big win against a legend and whatever. That, that on paper sounds totally fine. But that's not happening because Roman's not going to Australia. So I don't know about this. I don't think Roman's making it past Mania with the belt. Are you sure? I don't think he's making it past Mania with the belt. But so help me God. If I'm looking at the next Saudi show in May, and we're still having this conversation, getting ready for Roman versus Orton at Night of Champions or Crown Jewel or Super Showdown or whatever they're going to call this one, somehow I don't think I'll be pleased. Well, that was the end of SmackDown. We'll get into the middle of the show, the bits where we can actually be happy and celebrate the exciting things that are happening. But, yeah, the main event scene on SmackDown at the moment is ass. Not because of who is in it, but because of how the show is structured and how everyone is being portrayed at the moment. 
gosh darn it. He's not holding back. This is an unfiltered Tempest. <laughs> Listen, if this is going to be, well, I don't even know if it's my last one of these, but the last proper House of the Black Mask uh, Smackdown review, you I'm not holding back. No. Oh, please do. I'm not holding back on this show because I didn't think this show was particularly good. Smackdown in general, I don't think is a particularly good show right now sometimes. Where's my Dragon Lee match? I was having such a good time with those weekly Dragon Lee matches. What happened to that experiment? I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the six-man tag match to open the show. Well, yes. So, again, let us know if you think we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Uh, I was thinking, uh, okay, sorry, because I didn't get my answer. I, I was thinking it may be a random SmackDown in February that Roman will defend it. They'll, they'll make it a big thing. First time defending on TV in how many, how many years, blah, blah. Roman versus Randy. I think that's the only way. If if uh, that title reign's coming to an end, and he's not going to Saudi Arabia. It's kind of, remember, Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns had a random hell in the cell in the SmackDown. So it could be that kind of case. Mm -hmm. Riddle, the Riddle match was on SmackDown. Yeah, the so Ryan it could be, yeah. So it could be one of those special SmackDown, special occasion SmackDown that he might have a match. Fingers crossed. Oh, I just want to give you a hug. Oh, yeah, man. oh my gosh, is that all that trauma? I feel like you've been holding it in. You've been putting your, your brave, happy face and calling that so that's this positivity around here. You're like, ah, F this positivity crap. But I agree with you because I am I reached the limit as well. And it's kind of hard because this title reign, I know I'm harping on, we're so close to moving on. Uh, title reign started off well. Um, maybe uh, nostalgia will, will treat it so kind in a few years' time because we, we, the trauma will be gone. But yes, the... The, how many the the second half or the second half of the title reign has been sluggish mm -hmm. that's the best way to describe it and as a result many people within the bloodline has suffered they've they've the character development has gone nowhere now they've evolved solo sokoa is an example of that because jimmy's been an on-screen character for quite a while so it, it, he he's already established as, as a usual tag team he's teflon if that makes sense but solo sokoa i'm now seeing people saying that he's what he, he he's overrated he can't wrestle and i'm like what well, dude can go it's just that the smackdown formula of the tv matches means that people are not really giving it all and then they never get to the second gear it's like they're on first gear and then they start to get second gear and the match is over so it's quite hard when we're reviewing uh, Smackdown to really get to the meat and potato of like the moves they were doing because it is you can more or less envision what's going to happen uh, chin lock rest lock uh, some cool moves then hope spots and the match is over so yeah guys like Solo Sokoa suffered because of Roman's title reign because you're right they, they could have broken up all going in respective ways by now because they have to stay in a, as a group together it's kind of like storyline beats that, that, that were done last year or attempted are being re repeated this year this Rain is like any other trilogy of movies where you've got a mm. good first one, an awesome sequel, and then the third one comes out. This Rain is the Godfather trilogy of wrestling. It is the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy of wrestling. Ooh. It's the X-Men trilogy of wrestling. Ooh. It's the Terminator trilogy of wrestling. It's the Ooh. Alien trilogy of wrestling. Gosh. I'll keep going on and Ooh. on. But we had that first chunk where everybody really liked it. And then we had the Sami Zayn chunk where everything was unbelievably great. And now we've just had this. This third movie that... They just couldn't help but try and squeeze a bit more money out of. And also the, the lead actor decided that he's not going to appear in most of the scenes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is Blade 3. This is Wesley oh, Snipes. It is. It's, it's Wesley Snipes staying in his trailer. Oh my gosh. This is a mind-blowing moment. Please tell the guys in the office that we figured out what this title <laughs> is. It's three years, three different movies. Yeah. This is, yeah this, and we're now in the fourth, was it fourth year? Are we right? I don't even know. Exactly. I don't even know what year it is. Yeah. It's 2024. It, it doesn't quite work because Blade 2 isn't better than Blade 1. But this, what? This one is Blade Oh, I don't know. I love Blade 2. Oh, get out of here. Guillermo del Toro. One. Guillermo del Toro. The, the, the super vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and? It's not as good as Blade 1. It's good. No? You don't like it? It's it, fine. It's fine. It's a movie. Yeah, Blade 1's great. I know. Blade 1 is great. Blade, yeah, and then Blade is, 3 is this. But I have, I have such a soft spot for Blade 2. I'm gonna go watch the Blade trilogy after this to feel something. For people listening to us, I'm I'm doing the open, <laughs> but yeah. For people listening to audio form and they're thinking I'm I'm kind of like gagging. Ah. No, I'm I'm trying to do the mandibles yeah, opening his, up. 
His whole face and jaw is coming unhinged. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Anyway, we're going to get into the rest of SmackDown because there are other things here. Oh. Not very many, but there are other things. No, but we, we padded we, really well for not many. We, we've got a nice, solid 35 minutes. <laughs> we, we, we did a Roman Reigns title reign rant, yeah. and it went like a Roman Reigns title run. <laughs> so our first match on the show yes, was this six-man tag. So you have the LWO facing the LWO. Love it. Although I'm not sure that they're actually going to call themselves the Legato World Order. No, they did last Santos week. did, yeah. I know, they did last week, but they announced them today, or on the show, as Legato del Fantasma. So, who knows? Maybe two LWOs would be more confusing. I can't blame them for making that decision. But, here you have Carlito, Walking Wild, and the former Raul Mendoza, Cruz del Toro versus the new LWO of Santos Escobar, uh, Umberto Carrillo, and Angel Garza. And I really like the idea of both of these trios. In an ideal world, I think I would have had the LWO win some matches between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble so that you could have some sort of interaction between Santos and Carlito in the Rumble, Mm -hmm. have these two trios be the match at Elimination Chamber, you have a big setup, Rey Mysterio returns at the end of the match, Rey Mysterio versus Santos at WrestleMania, bing, bang, boom, easy peasy. But we got this trios match on SmackDown instead, and it was nothing... I thought this was going to be one of the big like matches of this storyline and I can't blame the fans cuz like they were in Atlanta which is not a dead crowd typically by any means and they go out there and how do you go and cheer for the LWO like you're going to have your Carlito nostalgia which I am absolutely susceptible to I popped like crazy when he returned at the Rumble that one time. Mm. But, like, the LWO never win matches. And as the babyface team facing off against this newly formed crew, the people are not going to get into it when you're just watching the matches. They've not given them a reason to cheer for them other than just being virtuous, which is kind of a trait that all babyfaces come packaged with. So... As a match, it was totally fine. 
it was a by the numbers match. Like it was a match. It was a match. They had some back and forth, some some shine, and then they pulled them off the apron when they went for the hot tag, and then they didn't get it, and then they got pinned. Simple as that. You know, Santos, Santos outsmarted hits the, yeah. yeah, Santos hits the the Phantom Driver, gets the win, and that's kind of all I have to say about it. And I was really looking forward to this feud because I liked the LWO, just wanted better for them, but they just don't seem interested in making this like feel. I'm gonna sneeze. A chew. Oh, he's still going. No, 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 I'm back. Nope. Um. You know what, yeah? Bless you for actually having no, higher hopes. No, bless you. <laughs> bless me. <laughs> no, I didn't have any higher hopes for this match for the simple fact that I knew they wouldn't be given amount of minutes or time they need to tell a proper good story. But why not? Well, like you said, the lack of character development, and let's just be honest, now that we've got our nostalgia goggles off, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Carlito. Mm-hmm. And now I, I was thinking it's one or two ways this return is going to go. A continuation of this guy that potentially be a big star or hello Shelton Benjamin uh you're a veteran now and it's time to put guys over and unfortunately he's falling into the latter because Carlito as we all know he's at his best when he's a heel babyface Carlito is fine but even this version of Carlito is not like babyface Carlito he's a bit cheeky he's a bit more grizzled that's the best way to, to describe it because Carlito's got charm and you haven't seen any of that Carlito charm Carlito's cabana backstage segment. He's got a great sense of humor. If it was your first time meeting Carlito, you'd think some dude with a huge afro hangs out with the OWO. They haven't really done much to introduce Carlito to the new crowd. We, they're coasting off us knowing Carlito and telling people, hey, this guy's great. Oh, look his body. Oh, man, he's better than his body than last time when he you know, was wearing them baggy, uh, baggy pants, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, yes, uh, Cruz and Joaquin are doing better in NXT nowadays. Mm-hmm. They get more shine in NXT. If they were allowed to wrestle like the way they do in NXT on the main roster, then it would have been a great match. We saw uh, traces of it when Angel was in the ring with Joaquin or Cruz, one of the other in the ring. They did, they did some cool spots, but that's what it was. That was like to the degree of, of, of seeing how good they could be. I knew they wouldn't get the amount of minutes because it's the first match of a feud. Mm. And you know what happens on Raw? They're going to rise certain matches. It's, it's like a Judgment Day versus Cody and Friends kind of feud. Ugh. So I feel like this is the first of many six-man tag matches. So you're going to get a different combination for the next few weeks because they've got nothing to do. Until Rey Mysterio comes back, because when Rey Mysterio comes back, he'll take over and Carlito would, will go somewhere else within SmackDown and do something else. Who knows? But at the moment, I, yeah, I didn't have any hope that it's going to be this great six-man tag match because SmackDown lately is not known for having great matches. That doesn't uh, doesn't sit right with me. But I agree. Like to me, there is no real reason why this match couldn't get twelve minutes and just tell them just go out there and wrestle the best match you can. Mm-hmm. Because if you go out there and me watching this. I don't think very much of Joaquin Wild Cruz Del Toro Carlito putting in that performance to try and make good and fight this battle for your mentor, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. You're just getting beat in five minutes. Like, you suck. In kayfabe, these mm-hmm. guys suck. They're geeks, as they say. They are geeks. And they can still lose, but I want them to put in 110% effort. Because this guy tried to end the career of Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest of all time, your idol, your friend, your mentor, whatever. Mm. And they're just not doing that. And There's a lack of urgency. There's there, a right? lack of urgency there, and that's the problem with SmackDown in general. Because there's nothing to fight for anywhere on the show, really. And it's a shame, but we move on, I suppose. Because I can't have a rant on every single segment. But we don't need to for the next one, because we have something happy to talk about. Pretty Deadly is backstage in Gorilla. They cut a little promo. They're very excited. They do their yes boy thing. In between commercials and whatever, you have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits warning the final testament. And then we got Pretty Deadly against Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Yeah. So a number of thoughts about this. Yes. First of all, I'm so happy. Like, so happy. And when I saw the Fightful Select report came out where they were like, yeah, the change from Pete Dunn to Butch was like the angriest people got 
over one of these stupid name changes. Like, in terms of, like, other people backstage going, like, why are we doing this? I was like, yeah, of course it is, because Pete Dunne is awesome, and making him a goddamn chimney sweep or whatever he was. Wait, wait, wait. They were unhappy about changing him back to Pete Dunne. No, 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 no. Back two years ago oh, when, when the original yeah, changed him to, to oh, Butch. Oh, yeah. That didn't that, make sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, everybody was like, that's stupid. It like, was stupid. that one. It is stupid. It's always been stupid. Why was he Butch? Why was he a little scrappy-do chimney sweep? But no, no. But like someone said it. It's just the name. Why Butch? Yeah. No, just call him Dunn. Come on, Vince, you're obsessed with one, one word name, Dunn. Just call him Dunn, you know? Yeah. Dunn's on the main roster, you know, and then you still keep his his background of being, you know, you, and, and, you know NXT UK champion, tag champion, riddle, all that kind of stuff. You still keep that portion of his character, but no, it's like, he is Butch. And then when Triple H came in, he's Pete Butch Dunn. Butch is his nickname, you know, like to make it work. But not just that, Bushwhacker Butch. So when you're doing your survival series, yeah. like you say, <laughs> and someone goes, Butch was in the survival, you'd be like, uh, Got to be more specific. And even like Pete Dunn, you're like, mm, Butch wasn't a... <laughs> yeah, it's just that it never made sense. It should have never happened. Uh, I think they left a bit too long because I mean, Dewdrop was dewdropped. Yeah. <laughs> and Piper Niven came back. So it could have been, Triple H could have, but he decided to be respectful and tell his story around yeah. it. So I guess we can appreciate people that like continuation and not like dropping something one day. You know, like... When you butch last week and you know pretend no that didn't exist ah, ah Seamus who's Seamus I don't know who that guy is you know yeah <laughs> like there I agree I probably would have done this like at Money in the Bank last year in yeah, England would have got a big pop up. honestly I'm a little surprised that they didn't save this moment for the Royal Rumble why would you no like, but you know there's one more SmackDown to wait like wouldn't you just have the dewdrop spot from last year? No, you know why? Because why? look, you did the rant earlier. So this this made it, this is like a, a, a pill. That's like a nice drink of water to take that pill down. That bitter pill that you're swallowing about mm -hmm. SmackDown. So if you wait to rumble, yeah, you would have popped on it. But you would have, how many pops would you have had throughout the night? That would have got swept underneath like no, news I don't item think number so. seven. No, I don't think so. Because no. one of my favorite memories of last year's rumble was dewdrop coming out as Piper Niven. That was to me like, oh yeah, let's go. That was my big surprise of that rumble. My my thing was, where's the follow up with, with him with her and Nikki's storyline? Because we never got re resolution for that. But anyway, that's a little sidebar. I'm not gonna go too far into it. But yeah, Pete Dunne, the bruiser weight is back, but unfortunately, he had the deaf rebel version of his track <laughs> so the feeling wasn't all the way restored because that's the thing this year that's the new uh what's the new what was last year's thing we used to harp on about I forgot i feel like each year wrestling fans has this lingo this like slogan that we run to, into the ground this year is restore the feeling last year was another one ah uh, it's gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna think it while you're talking i'm gonna think it there was a there was a slogan last year that we all ran to the ground mm -hmm. well of course Pete Dunne gets the win. He wrestles just like Pete Dunne would, doing all of the joint manipulation with the fingers. He's bending the arm all the way back. It looks awesome. Does some cool double team moves with Tyler Bate. A lot of the ones you would have seen in NXT and NXT UK. But eventually gets the win with the bitter end. I thought this was a very good reintroduction of Pete Dunne, the character, and giving, a, giving all the fans a nice little preview of just what to expect out of him. If these guys end up being a tag team, I want the straps on them by the end of WrestleMania. If not, Pete Dunne versus Walter. Anywhere. Don't care. Make it a big match because I want it. So it hits different. That was one of the slogans for one of the years. I don't. It wasn't <laughs> last year. I think that was 2022. It hits different. People saying, "Oh, this hits different." Whatever. Uh, yes. Why? When I see Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne together, I just see a opportunity for a Pete Dunne Hilton. That's what I see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Tyler Bate is too positive, and Pete Dunne nice back to being Pete Dunne. Who he he's gonna snap on the old. Tyler, eventually, if they are a tag team and if they don't win a tag title, I can just see Pete Dunne just going running roughshod on Tyler Bate and the rest of the roster. Yeah. Also, the, like literally, I could not hold my fingers closer together size nitpick. Uh, when did Tyler Bate stop waving like this? And he starts waving like this? See, I don't know. I just noticed that. Is, is, see, when you're in NXT for seven years... 
You got to change things up. <laughs> You're going to go for this. You're like, hey, pal, hard camera. But that's that's going to give the wrong signal. This is a wave. This is a Champa wave. Or this is a Batista wave. This <laughs> is a Batista wave. Yeah, do the Champa wave. Champa does this. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So pretty deadly after that loss are shown backstage. They're not very happy. The interviewer does not even get a chance to ask a question. They just come in, they ramble, they walk off. Uh, and then it was time for the Kevin Owens show. KO. So KO. the KO show with Logan Paul. They come out and Logan Paul thanks Kevin Owens for getting him into WWE because they showed the clip of WrestleMania 37 in which Logan Paul was Sami Zayn's guest and Sami Zayn lost to Kevin Owens. And after the match, Kevin Owens hits Logan Paul with a stunner. This was a year before we had Logan Paul make his in-ring debut at WrestleMania 38, but he says that was what got him wanting to be a WWE superstar so that he could, you know, right that wrong and all that. So, good stuff. I like pulling from history. That's really cool. KO then says he doesn't even remember that, which is interesting because I would think you'd probably remember wrestling your best friend at WrestleMania, but regardless. Maybe he meant the ending. Maybe. It's just like, eh, and then as soon as the bell rings, my brain shuts off. But he says that he doesn't remember it because over the last 25 years, he has seen so many people come and go. But Logan Paul has done so much better than anybody ever thought he would. So he gives him total respect there. But he says that Logan Paul being a champion in WWE is a joke. Logan Paul says that, you know, Kevin Owens has got the, the cast and he's going to use the, that unfair advantage at the Royal Rumble. And Kevin Owens is like, no, 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 no. He takes off the cast. He's like, I'll take this right, I'll take this off right now. I don't need this. And he takes it off, and Logan Paul hits him with a sucker punch. Kevin Owens drops. Logan Paul is celebrating, and he's like, Yeah, he's turned his back on him. He's not left the ring. So Kevin Owens recovers. He takes Logan Paul out. They they kind of brawl a little bit. They fight to ringside. And then Kevin Owens gets pushed into the steps, and his hand gets smacked into the post. So he's selling Logan Paul poses with the belt. I bet this set the Royal Rumble is going to be a very very good match. I I agree, I agree. Kevin Owens is one of the well, I hope so. It's not a Kevin Owens AJ Styles situation. <laughs> I mean that 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 could be it. that could yeah, you, know, you never know. Happen. Anybody yeah. can have a dud on any given night. True. But Kevin Owens is one of the most reliable WWE guys that there are at mm -hmm. this moment. And I don't have any reservations whatsoever about putting him in the ring with Logan Paul. I'm sure they're going to have a great match. And I'm sure that Kevin Owens is going to do everything that he can to make this work. My interest yes. in all of this yeah. is going to slightly hinge on what we hear from Seth Rollins on Monday. Because one of the ideas I've heard bandied about is doing Punk and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania if Punk can't wrestle Seth Rollins. Which, that's just speculation. I don't know any of that. But... If we start seeing that maybe Seth Rollins and CM Punk isn't going to happen, then heating up Kevin Owens might be uh, in order here. So I, I, I want Drew McIntyre to win the title if Seth's out of commission because Drew's more than proven that he like Drew having the title to Mania. Mm -hmm. That would be great. I agree. I, I think that's I, a good idea. In fact, I, I I am a sicko for this because this is the last time I get to speak to you guys for a while. I want to say this: <clears throat> every decade or so. WrestleMania has some sort of weird things with threes. WrestleMania 10, we had Bret Hart, Lex Luger, and Yokozuna. WrestleMania 20, we had Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit. WrestleMania 30, we had Randy Orton, Batista, and Brian Danielson. Oh my God, that was 10 years ago. Exactly. And now WrestleMania 40, a pair of triple threat matches. Give us... Roman Reigns, Cody, and The Rock. Give us Seth Rollins, CM Punk, and Drew McIntyre. I know you guys are thinking, dream match, Drew versus Seth, blah, blah. And, um, oh, sorry, dream match, Punk versus Seth. You know. Seth's leg. Yeah, he's got them paper leg. knees, yes, bro. Yeah. Got and, them Derrick Rose and knees. And it's not the first time that Seth's had an injury before WrestleMania because he had a similar injury going into his match with Triple H. Mm -hmm. His match was in jeopardy. So I have, his meniscus. Yeah. So I have no doubt they could potentially make it. But I was thinking, let's just have, because it's 40th anniversary, two triple threat matches for two world championship. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is actually the 39th anniversary. I'm not going through this again. I, I got it. But it count the birth <laughs> of the child. 
as age one. So we're going to count it too because the Very guy's strange. a numpty. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we will see. I'm looking forward to it all. The villain. Um, did you like the villain origin story of, of Logan Paul being Kevin Owens? Yeah, sure. Like, inter- it, it makes enough sense for me to buy it. Like, do I think it's true? No. No. But you're telling me this and I will suspend my disbelief because I saw it happen. So. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Good more, stuff. more stuff like this, please. Then we had the Roman Reigns backstage deal that we already talked about. And then we had Caden Carter and Katana Chance appearing on SmackDown. They need a tag team name. Don't they have one? The party goes? It's something like that. I don't know. I don't watch Raw. <laughs> they defended the WWE women's tag titles against the Unholy Union. Now, my God. This is where SmackDown was really starting to irritate me this week because these poor fans were just given nothing to watch. Like, I've got nothing against any of these four women, and we have been banging the drum over and over and over again. Where is the Unholy Union? Why did you draft them to SmackDown to have, like, two matches and then be off TV for six months? Because that's exactly what happened. They beat one tag team. They beat Valentina Faraz and Yulisa Leone. And then they lost the tag titles in their unification match to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And then they didn't have another match until October, where they lost. And they didn't have another match until today, which they lost. So WWE women's tag titles are in the mud. They've been there their entire existence. That's what it is. This match got zero crowd reaction, which I can't blame them for because which of these four women is an established star on SmackDown? All the established women stars on SmackDown were on commentary. Bailey was on commentary and everybody else was stood behind her, but you get what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And granted, this was done to set up the match we're going to see next week when the Kabuki Warriors are going to challenge for the tag titles. And yeah, that probably will help the tag titles a little bit, assuming they win, of course. But did still mean we had to sit through this. And I guarantee you, you can build these things up for more than one week. You know, yeah. Give these la- give these ladies some wins on SmackDown. If their next feud is gonna be with somebody on SmackDown, give us a reason to to really like show us a vignette, show us whatever. And granted, I know a lot of WWE fans are not only watching SmackDown; they are watching Raw. But still, I had no reason to really care about this match. It's a shame because they've wrestled in NXT to... They've had better matches in NXT yeah. in given time. I think this is another thing that we've been mentioning. These TV matches are not hitting at all. No. Whoever's formatting these TV matches on SmackDown needs to do a better job. It's like you can have a good five-minute match sprint or whatever, which mm-hmm. leaves people wanting more. They're not leaving it wanting more. It's kind of like it's, it's there. It's yeah. kind of like it started and it, it... I feel like the match ended before it even begun. I was like, wait... And, you, and Alba Fire, who is one of the most dominant uh, women's champion, but you wouldn't know it based on, mm-hmm. this, on, on this match. So, yeah, they have a larger problem. At the same time, I'm happy to see more women. I mean, you have to start somewhere, but the issue is the lack of character development. Even, for example, Meechin, who was in the backstage segment, she had a one-on-one title match against EO Sky. Where's the follow-up to that? Where's her motivation, character motivation? Mm-hmm. How are we meant to get her over even more if we're not letting her talk or do anything? You know, so yeah. there's a lot that could be done on SmackDown. You're right. SmackDown, they must have different creative crews for both shows. But whoever the creative crew is for SmackDown, they need to do a better job because it's making us hard to care. That You get the crowd giving lackluster reactions, which is not good for the performers. They need to do better across the board. Very much agreed. And then to just cap things off, we had a number of uh, promos and such. The one you talked about where AJ Styles walked up to Gallows and Anderson. They told him that they still have their back. And... Meechin was there, but not involved in anything. That was one. Karrion Cross and the Final Testament cut a vignette promo on Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits saying they will meet next week in the ring. Carmelo Hayes got interviewed backstage about what happened last week with his match with Austin Theory, where Theory got knocked out. And Melo says that it happens sometimes in matches. You can't control that. But Melo didn't win. Melo didn't lose. And he says that he is him. He gets interrupted by Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. Austin Theory is like, you tried to end my career last week, which mm-hmm. was funny. 
considering it was his yeah, own move yeah, that he him. messed up. But whatever, him. he's a heel. He's allowed to lie. And Melo says, let's just do it again next week in Miami. And Theory's like, ah, I'm busy. And Grayson Waller just goes, no, you're not. He'll face you. And Theory's like, stop doing that. And that's SmackDown, because then we had AJ Styles' match with LA Knight and Solo Sokoa's match with Randy Orton. And man, we were talking last week about not feeling like the Royal Rumble was 15 days away or whatever. Well, now mm. it was like eight days away, mm-hmm. and it re- it felt less like the Royal Rumble was around the corner. Like Where is the excitement on this show? Like you said... The only person on this show that gives a damn about the Royal Rumble, it seems, is Bobby Lashley. And even still, he's occupied with something else. And Uh, that's not to say that people can't have more than one thing going on at a time. But, like, where's the segment on this show where you've got... It would be so much more interesting if this this universal title match was just a singles match. And you had LA Knight being like, no, I need to win the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton saying, I need to win the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles, whichever ones you want to take out of that match, saying, I need to win the Royal Rumble in order to go on to WrestleMania and get my revenge on the bloodline for doing this, that, and the other thing. And we just don't have any of that on SmackDown. It's all over on Raw. We don't even have anybody really saying they're going to win the Women's Rumble either. Because Bayley and everything was distracted on this show with the women's tag titles. It's just... Not an interesting show, unfortunately. In my edited review, I gave it two out of five. And that two is basically just for Butch. No longer being Butch. And he's not Pete Dunn, baby. Pete Dunn! So any final uh, closing thoughts on this here nonsense show? No, I've I've 100% agreed with you. It's not like one of those things where I, I do rebuttals to defend certain things or certain motivations. I can't defend this because I am, mm. I, you know, when you can you can smell the cre- the creative bank bankruptcy yeah. <laughs> surrounding the show. I can't defend it. it. It needs something needs to change, and I feel like Roman's title reign. You know, when they say crap starts trickling down. Mm-hmm. No offense, I feel like that's what's happening. It's like the lack of urgency or the lack of. Of, of everyone's phoning it. It feels like everyone's phoning it in on that show except for Nick Aldis. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Aldis is the owner showing up to work and you know, you've got that little je ne sais quoi, little little verve, like the little excitement, and everyone else is kinda like, hey, I'm just I'm just doing my storyline beats and you know, I'm getting along. Nick Aldis is like the best thing of, about the show. Yeah. Uh there's other things that are probably good at Dragon Lee when Dragon Lee was wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That guy is now. But yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Talk that is it. That. That's it. And that is it. We, th- we bid you adieu here on the Saturday podcast because that brings our podcast review of SmackDown to a close. Yeah. We thank you very, very much for joining us, joining Pat and I over the last year and a bit. Before that, the LIW podcast dating all the way back to almost three years ago. This uh, brings my time on Saturdays to a close. I'm going to enjoy my Friday nights, but I'm going to miss you all, and I'm going to miss you, my friend. We'll still you. see you around. This is not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. Goodbye, yeah. So I, I want to give thanks to everyone that's been supporting Sat E days. Same Sat E time, same Sat E channel. What's causing all this? You know, uh, House of the Black Mask. The house always wins. Yeah, we never got any merch. It's a shame. I kept saying we should do an animated face of of Tempest's mask over my black face. That would have been great. Uh, never happened. I never really pushed it because I was kind of seeing like, do people even want to get T-shirts from from us? From me? I don't know. Yes, the answer is yes. Always yes. But I was too lazy to go forward with it. But thank you to Pete Quinnell, who occupied this space uh, before me. Uh, Thank you to Tempest. Thank you to LIW, because you guys carried SmackDown Review for ages until I came along. I tried to be a third member. Uh, um, You know, you guys kind of accepted me in. Sure, it's kind of like, you know, a friend that you let stay over your house sometimes. But then after that, Pete left. Then it was me and Tempest. Me and Tempest were trying to find a footing together as a group uh, because, you know, Tempest likes to, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I wear my heart on my sleeve too, but I was, I, I was trying not to get dragged down by the, the rubbish booking because, you know, I could end up like how he feels as well. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes feel it, I do. That's why when you said that, um, you know, what annoyed you, I was with you. Uh, I appreciate people watching the show. Uh, I appreciate people commenting. I appreciate your patience in, in terms of the time change. It went from being a live SmackDown show to being a tape SmackDown show. I know you guys miss interacting with us. It's just that, you know, I've 
I've worked during the week. I work Monday to Fridays and Saturdays is the only time I'm free to do anything. Hence why I was given this spot and this opportunity. And now they're changing things around. I, I can't really do much on a weekday. That's why I'm going to pop up, you know, occasionally, hopefully do tables, uh, lists and chairs. They did about theme songs and I wanted to be there for that one. You know, if they do the best theme songs, if that's been done already, Bloody heck, leave something for me to do, for goodness sake. <laughs> Survival series, you know, I'll eventually do that. You know, even though I don't like losing, but I'll, 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 I'll make an appearance just to be entertaining. But thank you for your support. I'm not gone. Please support all the channels. Support WrestleTalk Podcast. Support WrestleTalk TV, WrestleTalk News. Support Parts Fun Known, Noro's Bard. There's a new one that Laurie's a part of. I forgot at the moment. What's that? What's that? What's that? Is that one got a name? Yes, Chaotic Neutral. Go watch Dungeons and Dragons. The yes. whole first season is available now. Just support all the endeavors. Luke's got a crazy endeavor background. This guy has Twitch. Pete has, you know, was it Pete Repeat? Is yeah, it? Pete Repeat. Go repeat. subscribe yeah, to repeat, Pete Repeat. Yeah, exactly. So there's so many things that we're doing. We're branching out in exciting times. It, it's not a sad time. We have not come to an end. Is this a temporary thing? Uh, it makes it even longer. But I'll be around. But until then... Same sighty time. Same sighty channel. No longer, but yeah, I'll be around. And for all the people that tweeted me and said that I made the days better, I appreciate you telling me how how much you know us doing our shows, talking about wrestling made you feel. And I know some people's mental health gets impacted and you watch something to distract you from things. And I appreciate you guys sharing it with me. And yeah, all love in the wrestling community because it's bogged down by negativity. So please love each other, be respectful. And of course, support Wrestle Talk. Jam that jam. The house always wins. And I love this guy. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm, I've become an even better podcaster by, by being near you. I tried to impress you with my analysis of the bloodline because I was like, look at this guy. He does video essays. I'm like, look at me. I, I can break down things as well. I'm not about the humor. I'm not about the humor. I can break things down as well. And I appreciate you people enjoying us breaking down the bloodline law when it was nice. And I guess we're kind of going out on a whim because the episode that we watched wasn't particularly to our liking, but I hope you enjoyed our opinions and please, again, support all the channels. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very much for watching. We'll be back on Monday. Until next time, we are the House of the Black Mask and the House always wins. Yeah! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.